Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've always been fascinated by the concept of denial. I always kind of looked at people that were in denial and I didn't understand it because I am someone who looks at my shortcomings, looks at my failures right in the eye and I say, welcome back. You belong here. I never pretended they weren't happening until recently, you guys, I realized and I need to come clean. I have been living in denial. You see, about a year ago, I put a social media timer on my phone. I set it for one hour so I could use distracting things like TikTok, Twitter, Instagram for one hour a day. And when that hour was over, I was going to stop using it because it shuts it off on your phone. Over time, I realized that every single day without fail, when it would show me that my phone was locked because I had reached the hour, I would override it. I would say dismiss for today. And I was like, tomorrow I'll do better. And every single day when I reached that hour, I'd say dismiss for the day. I did. I I wasn't strong enough. And then finally, it occurred to me, rather than feel like shit every time I override it, I should just take the lock off and just have a free for all as I usually did anyway. So I did that. And then I noticed my phone started to send me alerts alerting me to my screen time usage for the day or the week, and it would tell me what percentage I was up. And that's when I realized I am living in denial. Hi, my name is Jenna, and I live in denial. Hi, Jenna. You see, I see the numbers for how much screen time I'm using, and they are so bad. They're so high that I can't accept them. I can't accept that number. So I'm pretending it didn't happen. And I swipe it away as though it never happened. And then I don't think about it ever again. I am living in denial, you guys. And let me tell you something. It's lovely. Denial is amazing. You don't have any time to worry about anything. And that's great. I recommend living in denial if at all possible. And if I could train myself to live in denial about other things, guess what? I would. I really would. Okay, well, since it's a new episode, it's time for another new segment of Don't Hate Me. This week's Don't Hate Me is really interesting. I don't want you guys to hate me. And I'm embarrassed to make this disclosure. But I have recently become obsessed with two celebrity couples. I was never into celebrity couples. It just never, I always cared more about who my friends were dating. And I also cared about who the Real real Housewives were dating. So I don't know if we count those as celebrities. I'm talking A-listers. I just figured whoever they were dating, good for them. They're all beautiful people and that's amazing. But I never got so into it. I wasn't even into Brangelina. Please don't hate me for that. It didn't interest me. Until... Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian. I got totally into that relationship because first of all, I've always had a little crush on Travis. He was my dirty crush ever since Meet the Barkers. And then when he started dating Kourtney, I kind of loved watching her transform out of the Kardashian mold into a rocker girlfriend. And they're very attracted to each other, it seems, and they love their PDA. And I'm a big supporter of the couple. And suddenly they have competition. We have Benifer, J-Lo and Ben Affleck back together after all these years. And I did a poll on my Instagram and I was shocked to see 75% of you were fans of Benifer over Kravis because I think it's safe to say that 90% of you would say, don't get back together with your ex. It's never a good idea, but here we are. I am eating up every minute of it 
thinking it's probably staged since they're recreating a lot of their original pictures, you guys. So I think they're messing with us. I can't stop. And now I can't discern which couple I'm more into. And now I just want to say, I don't think, like I think Travis and Courtney will last. I think they could get married. I don't think JLo and Ben are going to last, but it is fun watching them put this whole thing on display. And I kind of feel like there's a competition going on on Instagram between both couples. It's how much PDA can we post? And it's starting to become a tie. Anyway, don't hate me that I've become one of these people obsessing about celebrity couples. Uh, Guys, one thing I wanted to say is I will be asking a lot of questions during these episodes between the don't hate me's or topics. I would love if when you post on your social, you share what your stance is because I love hearing what your stance is. If you are in denial about your screen time, shout it out to me when you're sharing. If you, uh, I'm not, I don't want to give away the rest of the episode, but if there's things, questions I ask and you take a hard stance on, please let me know. I'm actually really interested because you guys are my listeners and I like to know what you're thinking and whether or not you agree and what your stance is. I want this to be interactive. And I love the little community we're building here. That's why I do this. I love it. I love hearing from you guys. Anyway, as always, please subscribe, review, share, show up at my door. Uh, Follow me on uh, Instagram at Jenna Kingsley and at Official Social Studies. We're going to be doing some amazing giveaways again. And as always, let me know if you have any topics you want to cover. And now, the moment you've been waiting for. I'm kind of obsessed with humans, human behavior, and the things we do all day, every day that we're not even paying attention to. I'm your host, Jenna Kingsley. Welcome to Social Studies. I promise you it is nothing like the social studies you learned in school. Dina's back. You guys, if you're new to social studies, two of my favorite social studies episodes are Dina episodes. One is my TikTok algorithm thinks I'm a lesbian. And the other one is I was raised by a bodega. Both of those episodes are two of my favorite social studies episodes. So if you're new here, you must listen to those. But I've been stalking Dina that she had to come immediately to record because space. This is a this, this is a hot topic. This days. is a hot topic, and we were just saying that like you're literally nobody now if you haven't gone to space. It's the new For nouveau the, riche. It's the new nouveau riche. The very elite. The new Saint Barts. The new <laughs> I have a yacht. The new I, you exactly. know I have a plane. I've been to space. It used to be like you if you were on a private jet. You were very wealthy. You had a yacht. No, everyone on Instagram, everyone is on a private jet. They're jumping off of a yacht always 24 7 24 7 as far as i'm concerned private jets are it's like jet blue at this point oh that's like a nokia phone nobody cares anymore nobody cares and by the way if you're just side note if you're posting that on instagram unless you're cardi b or a kardashian please stop i know i feel like 50 percent of my tiktoks now are are people filming themselves in a private jet why is everyone on a private jet but now they're old news. Now it's get in the rocket ship. It's get in a rocket ship. 
Like, by the way, diamonds, just go to a mall, go to K's and cover yourself in diamonds. Like anyone could do it. McMansion, like mansions used to be a thing. Now McMansions McMansions. are just run of the mill, springing up in parking lots across America. (laughs) It means nothing. Everybody's got one. Your mansion means nothing. If you want to be rich and show people that you're rich. Yep. Space. You have to go to space. But what is what is that even about? Because you're right now, you can only be up there for for four minutes. And oh, is that you, the time limit? Four minutes. It seems to be, or maybe um, Bezos stretched a little bit more. But you just get up there, you look out the window, you're like, wow. And then by the it. way, he still had time to embarrass us by representing us in a cowboy hat. Is that really? I know. Like, I think they launched from Texas, though, right? Oh, so it's kind of, you but know. know your audience. Like, they're aliens. They're not Texans. So aliens um, now think we're walking around in cowboy hats, which bothers me. Pretty much. But it's just sort of, you know, that now, now everybody's clamoring to do this. And then apparently we're going to be going there all the time. And I have no interest. Okay, so me, right now, and I know I sound so dumb by saying this, I don't want to go to space. Like for a very, I, want, I don't want to go to space until there's a Chipotle there. Like I don't. <laughs> there probably already is. Like, like I don't want to go until there's a city MD, like an urgent care. I just feel like right now, if you went, there's like, Black scariness and then possibly someone covered in plasma hooked into some black blob of like gel. Gel, right. That's that's really all there is. And a meteor like rocketing towards you. There's nothing going on up there except to to be able to look back at the earth and go, oh. Which you could just, by the way, go onto Google and look at the same exact image. And by the way, I happen to love, okay, I love stars. I love constellations. Really? I do. I really okay. do. But I think that's because growing up in the city, you never saw them. So when I go to the country that's and true. I see stars, I like come undone. Like I yeah, literally can't <laughs> believe it. It's so true. The wonders of the world. I'm, I'm like, you guys, like stars, yeah. like I'm like gather right. around. So many. There's so <laughs> many. <laughs> There's Orion's belt. Yeah, I know that's true. Yeah, um, so, we weren't used to- yeah, we didn't have it. We went to the planetarium and got high. That's what we did. <laughs> so maybe, but then you would like it if you were way up there. I, I'd <laughs> like it again if there were the luxuries of the modern world. Yeah, but that's what that's what Bezos is going to build. Oh, we're he's going to now there. build. He's going to move stuff out there so it doesn't like ruin the planet, and then we can go up there and like chill for a few days. But it just seems like. Seems like a hassle. What is he going to move there, though? Like the Amazon packing facility? (laughs) That's what I I was thinking. Like, what's going to... Don't we need the jobs down here, too? And like, really? We we still have a lot of land that we could like... Right? We have a lot to do here. But it, it is weird. You know, it's weird that you're just... And I was asking you this earlier, that you're just allowed to go to space. Um, do you well, think there's not, like not, a lot of red tape to get to that point? Do you think you have to like lobby in Congress? Up. No, I don't think you, I don't think you have to get clearance with anybody. You just have to be able to have the money to like get the thing to get you out there. So you were saying he built the whole, like this was totally ungovernment, no NASA. It's totally privatized. And, it, and I think he's been working on it for like 20 years. So if you and, and I... Not that we're going to ever do this and not that we have the means, but if we had the means, you and I could just like go to the country, build a spaceship and just go and we, do we have to ask someone? I don't think so. 
Because there really is don't. like air, right? There's airspace, even when you're flying a drone. That's true, but maybe not in space. Maybe you just need it for the US. And then when you bust through, it's like a free for all. Right. Like just till you get through the ozone. Did you watch it? Like how much? I was panicking the entire time. Yeah. Because if we lost him in space, would we still get our prime packages in two days? <laughs> Do you, did he have to go through space training? Like, like so. these astronauts do a lot of training. That's the, I think the whole thing, I think they had like a two day prep course. That's, you know, that's why it's going to be opened up to like people like you and me. Like if we want to go. Like we could take masterclass, like you see on Instagram, masterclass space. I mean, I don't think I'm not, I, I'm too scared of like G forces and that whole thing. Like yeah. I would throw up all over the place, but, but I don't think you need anything because it's just like a, a contained capsule. It's almost like being in a plane that goes a little bit higher than you anticipated. And did it have to be shaped like a penis? Is that, was that, <laughs> I know. was I that part of it? Like, did anyone look at the, at the drawings and be like, you know, we might become a meme dying that you said that because at first I was looking at it like, like yeah. you're so right like wasn't somebody going you know maybe we could like flare the top a little bit Not make it forced in on the top like maybe yes. maybe we can make it more pointy no it's so true it's like a giant phallus yeah. which the other guy Virgin Atlantic didn't have he just had like a nice you know plane do you think these guys now it becomes like a flexing like a competition like oh Branson did this Yep. Now I'm going to stay so. an extra minute. Yep. I think they're going to up the ante. So I don't, I don't know when the next, but now I think this, I think it's going to be a big thing. I think like anything we're going to be used to in a space. Yeah. I think we're like, right now we're like, that's weird. And then like in five years, like every single person is going to be on a rocket ship doing something. But are they thinking like by the time we go, we're going to get out? Cause like, do we, do we <laughs> want to just risk our lives to get blown up and then just knock it out of right. the aircraft? I don't, I, I can't see it. I don't know. I don't know. Cause we can't get out unless there's like a Chipotle. A Chipotle. Right. 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 There's gotta be something. There has to be a structure with central air. For us to do stuff. For us to do stuff. And also gravity. Like we can't get out unless right. we're wearing some like the, sort of suit. suit. That suit. Right. With the umbilical. See, the, the <laughs> logistics seem hard. But then somebody will like invent like a cool track suit type of thing to do that. But then again, it's humans looking for something to do. So it's just going to be stuff that's on earth shimmied out to <laughs> space. <laughs> And then it's just, we're going to run into the same problem and then we're going to be looking for the next thing. I wonder if they put all the things that need to be recycled that are ruining the environment, if they put it in space, it would still ruin... Ruin space. <laughs> like, it would ruin something. Because aren't we yeah. ruining the ozone? Yeah, yeah. But maybe that's beyond the ozone. So I think that's what he wants to do. I think he wants to move stuff. I think he wants to ruin space. <laughs> <laughs> leave it to the Americans to be like, we're going to go out there and just like keeping piles of garbage. We love piles of garbage. <laughs> but when we, during lockdown, this is when we were supposed to be like, we learned our lesson. Nothing matters. We are too entitled. We're too privileged. And now Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Just right out. Flew he right to bar. space. He, right. He, That's what he was working on. He just flew out to space yeah. without a care in the world. <laughs> and we're just sitting here watching him. Totally. Like totally. He, watching him go to the space rodeo in the sky. So what's for us? Nothing. We just are plebeians. 
I'm Amanda Lippman. I run an organization called Run For Something. I wrote a book called Run For Something. And now I host this show, also called Run For Something. My mission is simple. Find people who care about solving problems and help them run for office. Every Tuesday, I'll talk with amazing and incredible candidates and elected officials who are already making a difference. They're in local offices that might seem small and not so sexy, but are actually hugely important for your day-to-day life. Fixing our broken system will take all of us and people like you. Listen in every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Dean and I have been discussing uh, this week, like things that you, you buy in the store that you never get around to using. Dina, what are some of the things that... Well, just the, the high hopes when you go to, this, go to the store of making fabulous, me- healthy meals... And then it goes into the refrigerator. And then a few weeks later, when it's growing hair, goes into the fridge. <laughs> when it's rotten and starts a family of its own. Because my refrigerator is like a, te- it's just te- a Tetris of rotting food. At all <laughs> Literally, I can't see anything. It's disgusting. I just wind up eating the same thing over and over again because I can't even cope with it. Have you ever done this? Because I have. Have you ever, have your fridge ever gotten so bad that you're like, I can only eat the dried bagged like food. I can only eat pretzel trip chips because I'm t- it's too risky. It's it is too risky. No, I have to go full like pantry item. <laughs> full like, pantry. Full and pantry item. Full like, dry good. Nothing that's been in there. But we were like, there are certain foods that we were talking about that literally just don't see the light of day and then they get thrown out. Yeah. So one of the ones, one of the I think one of the most popular ones is the bag of lettuce. Yes. Which liquefies into like a dark green sludge. And then it becomes a rotten green juice. It's a rotten green juice that like reeks and is like shoved in the back and just disgusting. You always know it's, it's bad when you see, you know, it's turned when there's condensation on the inside of the bag. That's, that's, but you, we all do it. We go there and we buy the spring mix. Wait, and, and the string beans and all sorts, every, anything in a, any vegetable that comes in a package is, oh, it's, oh, there has, there's no hope. Dead in the water. Plastic bags and wrappings on vegetables is like a condom that prevents food from getting eaten. There's, yeah. And I do it and I continue to do it every single week. I just got pre-cut celery sticks from Whole Foods and I had such high hopes. I was like, I'm going to dip these in the other item we discussed, hummus. 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 There's two schools of thought on hummus, but you brought up hummus. I think that's hilarious. I currently have 16 containers of rotten hummus in my refrigerator. (laughs) (laughs) Never eaten. Or if you maybe do one scoop and then never return. (laughs) And by the way, this is what happens. If you do the one scoop, I live in fear that there's like parasites growing in the hummus and I don't want to revisit it. So I have to open a new hummus. Right. Because like there might be something growing. I don't know how long it's been there. Right. And then you have to like, also like figure out the brand of hummus. That's not going to kill you. Cause some of them are just have arsenic. Now. Yeah. And some have like arsenic. I always say not arsenic, but something bad. There's too much hummus and there's too much choice and nobody's like really concentrating. There's, on you can now buy chocolate hummus at Trader Joe's. That's a true statement. I purchased that. What was your desire? It was it for dessert, for me, but I think I went with one of my kids and they wanted it. And I was like, gagging basically a checkout line. It's they, so disgusting. I need to know, is it a dessert food or a, a savory food? 
I, I have no idea. They kind of liked it, but again, like two bites later, back of the fridge, <laughs> rotting till the end of time. And then- By the way, and God forbid you throw out a container. I don't throw them out. I collect. There's so many. I could do a hummus drive. I should start well, a hummus that's drive. That's what we should do. Hummus <laughs> drive with, with like takeaway bags. I have 600,000 Trader Joe's and Whole Foods bags in my house. You guys, if you're listening and you're interested, I'm going to do a hummus giveaway, oh, like a hummus drop. All right. I have four that I could contribute. To I that. have at least seven or eight. Yeah. Some <laughs> might have be slightly open, but definitely untouched. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and they last for months too. I also have like, I think a head of, of cauliflower that I could donate. Also, like- <laughs> wait, wait, I have, I have, so I'm really into kiwis. I love kiwis. Love. And I eat them whole like an apple. Oh, okay. Like the it, skin? I, you can eat the kiwi skin and I eat them like an apple. And the reason I, I suggest you do that is because part of the issue I used to have with kiwi is it was a full-time job. You had to like, peel it, slice it. Anyway, eat them like an apple. Okay. And I'd go to the store and I'd buy kiwis in a bag. I'll tell you when it went downhill, I started ordering on Instacart kiwis in a, in a box. Okay. The the plastic, it was plastic. Cause you know, they, why not ruin the environment with your fruit? Right. They, they, I put the kiwi box in the fridge again. It's the plastic sealant never opened. The plastic box was basically a kiwi coffin. I have about 19 rotting kiwi in my fridge right now. Yeah, 100%. It's just... Oh, salad dressings? A graveyard of fruit. God help salad dressing, by the way. Don't eat, I don't even buy it anymore because it's pointless. It's absolutely pointless. I don't even, you know, I don't even know what I eat anymore. Like, I just eat... It goes into my fridge. It's 0% of what's in my refrigerator. I eat like... Sometimes, and I do have so much food in my refrigerator. That's the crazy thing. Cause I always am anxious. I'm not going to have the food I want in the house. Right. And then I forget what I have. And then I, I double triple up every time I go to the store, I buy the hummus. Cause you forget you have seven already. I forget I have seven. I'm trying to think what else I do that with. It's so wasteful. And I keep thinking I'm going to get my head around it and I don't. Here's my commitment. I'm making this commitment now live on the air. I am only going to buy one hummus. I will eat it until it's completely licked. Okay. Like you're scraping the bottom. I will scrape the bottom as though it's the dating pool. And then I will. <laughs> and then I will. Go back to the store and buy another container. You have, you all have my word. I'm not wasting another hummus. I'm going to watch you on that because then you will have been the first person in the history of mankind to make that happen. I would love to know if you are listening and you buy hummus and you go through the whole thing and then you buy another container, like a person of determination of eating your groceries. Right. I would love to hear from you. It's really a fascinating topic. What else do people do that? Oh, you mentioned the t- block of tofu. Yeah, tofu. Again, the high hopes. Tofu, a head of cauliflower. Tofu is a really high hopes food. It's a high hopes. They, there should just be a giant garbage <laughs> bin at the end of like, check a line. Just to donate your food. To yeah, be no, the only thing that stays is like bread and like 
chips. I don't even know what else. A <laughs> slimy rings. bag of carrots. A slimy bag. Carrots <laughs> are so slimy. And I think they're, by the way, the mini carrots they say are like doused in bleach. They are, but I eat them anyway because, like, who has the time? Who's going to peel and who chop? Who has the time to peel a carrot? <laughs> I, have, I have the time to binge the entire Netflix serpent in, for, in one day, but I yeah. don't have four minutes to peel carrots and chop right. them. It's just like, ugh. It's so true. The tofu, that tofu is a very overachieving uh, purchase. Yeah. I have images of buying tofu, sauteing it. Right, a saute with like a vegetable. Yeah, like a stir fry maybe. Yeah. And I I said this to you when we addressed the tofu. Tofu is the type of thing, it's like as the days tick by, it gets creepy looking. Like you're... I yeah. get creeped out by the tofu in the fridge. Just like in the, in the package. Do you remember when tofu used to just be sold in an open container of water? Like, yes. like a fish tank? Yes. Like just like in <laughs> random like little vegetable stands. Yeah. Like there would just be tofu floating. floating. Anyone could pour poison in that water at any time. You know what I'm talking oh, about? I totally know. I Did remember they still that sell it like that? I don't think so. I don't think so, but I it was before the days of packaged tofu. Because people also didn't know what tofu was back then. That's true. That was like ew. Now it's like the non-GMO tofu, and like every you know, that's the alternative. But it used to be, you guys. It used to be a (laughs) used to be a foot bath. (laughs) It literally was a foot bath container. Yeah, tofu blocks. Floating in water. In and dirty, get it out with like tongs. Yes. And a dirty water next to like, what were those like little seedling things? Not alfalfa, but bean sprouts. Oh, yes. 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 Which know, my, my mom would buy that stuff. And I was like, ew. But I think that's why I'm scared of buying tofu to cook at home because of the days of the tofu foot bath. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> it is like gross. Another gross, slimy thing. I was thinking we'd, uh, before you go, we'd play a game of would you rather. I'd rather clean 16 toilets than put on one duvet cover. (laughs) (laughs) Changed my mind. 100% true. (laughs) Why is it such a struggle? First of all, I've decided that duvet covers are, they're actually discriminatory against single people. It is literally impossible to put on a duvet cover without spraining your back, getting into a deep sweat, messing it up. It takes me about four hours to get it right. And you really have to be, you have to like apply, like be in the mood because I've had times where I just don't put the cover on and I sleep with the bare. I have had those times. With like a, like a sheet, because I'm like, I just... You just can't bring yourself can't. to the... Because yeah. the, the, the struggle is real. I hate that term, but it actually is. It's, no, it's it is. And then, you know what? That's something I should look up on TikTok, like duvet cover hacks, but it's going to be something that will annoy me that will be more work. Like, oh, use a safety pin and... Right, and like, yeah, shove the corners and whatever. I, I think it's all bedding is very upsetting when you have to deal with it. Like just even putting the sheet on and getting it in the right direction the first time never happens. Not even It never happens. There should be things that say like top, like there should be markings. Right. Why has no one made sheets that have markings? Maybe this is what we should be doing. By the way, we should make sheets for dummies. Yeah. Where it has markings. They should be, there should be something. Like top of the bed, bottom of the bed. Yep. Yep. 
Because I never get it right. I never get it right. And as I'm doing it, I get annoyed because I'm like, I know this is wrong. I kn- and then boom, it's too short because I've, I've laid it wrong. You did it the wrong way. I did it the wrong way. But you're right. You're totally right about the duvet cover. I, I, I'm telling you, you guys, I will treat you. I'll clean all your toilets. If you come to my house once a week, change <laughs> my duvet cover. That's the, that's the barter that I want to run. I want to run that barter. It annoys me to no end that they haven't made a better way. But the, I wish I could become a quilt person because then I wouldn't have to worry about those quilt people really live carefree. I know. You just throw a quilt over your bed. Like that's it. Right. And those things are never washed. They're never washed. Never washed. Those are in a a bed and breakfast somewhere in Vermont. Right. And 800 people have slept in the quilt before they wash it. And by the way, you don't even think about it. You're like, oh, it's a B&B. It doesn't matter. Before they wash it, they've never washed a thing. Okay, Dina, it was so good having you as always. You're the funniest ever. Always good to see you. And guys, I'm serious about the hummus. I'm going to have, I want, you could be my hummus accountability partner. (laughs) I'm going to take pictures. Oh yeah, you have to be, you have to. I want you to post about it. Day by day. By the way, you know what's going to happen is I'm going to be like, instead of like a closet eater, I'm going to be like a closet hummus keeper. And I'm just going to have to rearrange my fridge for the picture (laughs) to mask all the hummus that I've been collecting that I'm too scared to touch. No, I'm going to do it. It's a waste. I know. Poor hummus. You guys, I love you, hummus. (laughs) I love you if you're a new container that I bought that day. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Social Studies with Jenna Kingsley. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to stalk me, you can do that on Instagram at Jenna Kingsley. You can visit my website, jennakingsley.com. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at Jenna Kingsley. If you have a topic you think we should cover, you can slide into the DMs or send me an email. Have a great week and I will speak to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.